1: Well, we are privileged and honored to be joined by Mark Levin, uh the great one. You hear him on uh, you hear him on the radio every night 6 to 9. Uh commands a massive audience, uh, a great broadcaster, a great lawyer, a great veteran of the Reagan administration. How many people can say that out there active every day trying to save this country? His latest book uh, I think probably his most important book, The Democrat Party Hates America by Mark R. Levin, available wherever books are sold. Uh, Mark Levin, welcome. How are you, sir?
0: I am great. I am a huge fan of yours and your dad's, of course. Just, uh, and by the way, your dad must be so disgusted with what's happening in his city, as are you, as is everybody, but I mean, he in particular considering how he brought peace to that city you know
1: thank you mark yeah i know it's heartbreaking uh for him and for all of us this is so unnecessary and and so unfair you're trying to raise a family in this city you know a year ago maybe five years ago the democrat party hates america i'm like whoa 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 whoa. that's a little much but i think it's so apt and so (laughs) right on the money um tell us a little bit about why this book why now
0: I'll tell you because we're watching everything going around us and people are talking about it. We on radio, people on TV. And I said, all right, let me do a deep dive into this party because the Democrat party is responsible for all of this. You look, what's going on in New York city right now from illegal immigration to crime in the streets to, um, poverty, uh, the lack of school choice. I could go on and on. The quality of life has sunk below. Even when I think Dinkins was in there and some others. And, um, um, who's responsible for this? You know it's time as a nation that we hold people to account. We talk about this all the time. We talk about these things going on in the country, and they are horrific. but they don't just happen. Mother Nature isn't doing these things. Um, the Democrat Party's behind it all, and the, I looked at research, went way back on the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party has never uh accepted Americanism. It's never accepted the Declaration of the Bill of Rights, the Constitution generally. It's never accepted a colorblind society. It's always involved in the issue of race, whether it's anti-black racism, anti-white racism, now also racism against Asian Americans, anti-Semitism against Jews. This isn't a Republican Party history. It's a Democrat Party history. And when you hear these Democrats, these Marxists who are projecting their own history onto the country or projecting their own history under the Republican Party, it's the greatest con that this nation's ever seen. These are the people who are responsible for segregation and slavery. These are the people who are responsible for uh, Jim Crow. They're the people responsible for lynching, for crying out loud, and the Ku Klux Klan. And then they pretend, oh, those are the Republicans from the South. And I demonstrate in the book, that's the biggest con there possibly could be. So let me get this straight as an example. You're a Klansman in the South. And you decide one day, you know what, I'm going to join the Republican Party that has spent its entire existence trying to blow me out. I'm going to join the Republican Party. Why would they join the Republican Party? So I get into the history of this, how they have lied, the propagandists. I go back to eugenics, which they promoted. And then I decide to take on some of their icons, Franklin Roosevelt, Lyndon Johnson. And the truth about these men, based on what they have said, what they've written, some of what their biographers have said, has been covered up. So many layers of veneer by, you know, some of the left-wing historians like Doris Kearns Goodwin, and She's Certainly Not Alone, and other authors. FDR was a racist. He was a bigot. He was an anti-Semite. He was a socialist. Uh, And I explain it all in the book with endless footnotes. Lyndon Johnson, he never had an epiphany. He was a segregationist and a racist from the South. He was right up to the end. And then I explained the 64-65 Civil Rights Act, the 57 Civil Rights Act, where he was fighting it out with Eisenhower. Um, And so what did he change? He changed because he wanted to run for president. That's why he changed. It had absolutely nothing to do with his true views and so forth. And people around him said that. Audio which he had in his office, he used the N-word relentlessly, even right up to the end. And we can go on about that. I mean, in the book, I do. And so when you look at the Democrat Party, it's a chameleon party. Now, what do I mean by that? You have to look at the Democrat Party through the lens of power. It seeks to be the monopoly party. Most autocratic parties do. It is an autocratic party. It wants 100 percent control. It doesn't want to share power with any other party. So what happens in these autocracies, sometimes they have an opposition party, but they so weaken it, they so destroy it that they go through the motions of these elections. And we're getting close to that. As long as the other party, they don't like the other party, but as long as the other party has no, no authority, no power, no guts, no substance, they're perfectly fine with it. You I mean, there's autocracies all over the world where they run against these phony parties. Remember the uh, – what was it? The Harlem Globetrotters always played against that – what was it called? The Washington, Washington Generals. Whatever. Yeah. As long as there's a Washington Generals basketball team on the court, they're perfectly happy with that. So the Democrat Party is not your typical political party. It's an autocratic party that seeks to devour the culture and largely has, wants to control the instrumentalities of government, largely does, has a state-run media, largely does, and so as I explained in the first chapter of the book, while the Freedom House is describing the Chinese government, the Russian government, it describes the Democrat Party to a T. Censorship, uh, the scarlet letter, wokeism, if you don't abide by the language they want you to use, the thought processes that they demand, they don't want debate, they don't want uh, competition of ideas they change the election laws so now fraud becomes the law of the land and so when you challenge it in court they say see that the courts they, and none of them have ruled against it. no of course not because you've changed the laws you've incorporated fraud into the laws like voter harvesting voting after the fact I mean is that not insane so I get into all this in the book
1: well, if you listen to Mark Levin or read his books, you will learn a lot. And the learning starts, I mean, I did not know this about Michelle Obama. Uh, she says something striking and revealing in Puerto Rico in 2008. You quote her in the book. Uh, for the sake of our uh, listeners, I have it actually all queued up. Uh, I'd like to, you to listen to this. What she says is uh, quite stunning. Uh, go ahead, Michelle Obama in 2008.
2: And Barack knows that we are going to have to make sacrifices we are going to have to change our conversation. Uh, we're going to have to change our traditions, our history. We're going to have to move into a different place uh, as a nation to provide the kind of future that we all want desperately for our children.
1: Now, I never heard that before. You have it in the book uh, very early on. It's, that's an incredible statement. How do you change history? What's this about changing tradition? What, what is she talking She's talking about, I guess, communism. What, what What's going on there?
0: right and I dug I found that and really nobody even talks about it or plays it you know we know about this fundamental transformation of America which is bad enough what the hell does that mean change it into what and how most of us love this country It doesn't mean you don't duke it out over policy but they're not talking about duking it out over policy they're talking about taking our founding changing our history with the 1619 project critical race theory destroying the family structure uh, with uh, the war on the, the uh, nuclear family, I mean, go down the list here. And what she's talking about doesn't she sound like a 1960s, um, uh, what is it, communist? One of these student communist groups and so forth and so on, that was over trying to overthrow the country. Meanwhile, she lives the life of a Marxist. And I hope whatever media is listening who hate my guts and soon will hate your guts if they don't always don't don't already. I hope they take our words down carefully and accurately, because here she is, and I say living like a Marxist, they're worth tens of millions of dollars, they basically live in the midst of luxury, they're treated like kings and queens, like nobody else on the face of the earth, they take the benefits out of the country, and they make money trashing the country. Because of what? Power. Power. The Democrat Party wants power. It wants monopoly power over everything and anything. That's why it created this massive fourth branch of government that's not even in the Constitution. We're going to have a government shutdown. And it's not gonna be because of Kevin McCarthy. It's going to be because the Democrats want a shutdown. Why? Well, obviously politically, but more than that, they will do anything, Greg, to defend their bureaucracy. That bureaucracy works for the Democrat Party. It doesn't work for the American people. So they don't want to deny it money and personnel. They want to increase the amount of money and personnel it gets. Look at the way they talk about a potential government shutdown. I look at it as Christmas. Okay, the government shut down for a week or two. Is that the end of the world? No, but they're going to make it seem like the end of the world. Meanwhile, these governors, like your guy Cuomo in that state, not your guy, your governor, Look what he did to the state. He shut down the state. People died. People got sick. Businesses went out of business. People lost their jobs. Did you ever hear anybody say, oh, my God, what about child care or anything like that? You're hearing this now? So when the government shuts down like it's a long weekend or something, they pretend it's the end of the world. When they literally destroy small businesses and and the jobs of hardworking individuals, and ensure that kids can't go to school, that's righteous because the government has ordered it. And so things are turned upside down, but so I decided in this book, it's not a book just about the superficial or the surface, I decided in this book to give a strong explanation of the ideology of this party, of why it was founded, of the history, how it lies about its past and tries to project it onto others, and how this is basically a, a an alien type of revolutionary party that was never intended to even exist in this country, and the amount of impoverishment and hardship and racism and literally blood uh, it has spilled really against the American people
1: Joe Biden is the president, and it's it is so sad it's sometimes almost f- comical <laughs> This man, this liar—we know it. It's been documented for decades, and he did something over the weekend. If you don't mind, I'd like to play it for you. You know, Candace Owens talks about the, the Democrat Party. It's always about handouts and fear, handouts and fear for the African American community every every election cycle, and it's exactly what Joe Biden did at, before the Congressional Black Caucus. Uh, this is, if you don't mind, uh, you got that? Go ahead.
2: Bottom line. No, 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 white-
1: no. I'm sorry. Uh, cut 29, if you don't mind. Sorry, Mark. Cut 29.
2: Sorry. Commitment that I would increase the number of those contracts going to African-American small businesses by double to 10 percent. That will bring 15 percent. That will bring by 20, 25, 15 percent. That will mean additional one hundred billion dollars going to black small businesses. One hundred billion dollars. because far too often. It's still the case. You can get killed or attacked walking the streets of America just because you're black or because you're wearing a symbol of your faith. Thanks to my Justice40 initiative, 40 percent of all the benefits that flow from climate investments must flow directly to disadvantaged and underserved communities, like electrifying school buses so kids don't have to breathe polluted air and diesel buses. This always matters. Their veins bulging and chanting the same anti-Semitic bile, the racist bile we heard in Germany in the 30s, neo-Nazis, the Ku Klux Klan, white supremacists. And in the process of this ugly demonstration, a young woman was murdered. And when the president at the time was asked what happened, he said, quote, there were very fine people on both sides, very fine people on both sides.
1: Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. The anger, the lies. The, I, I, Mark, I wanted to ask you, it's a fundamental a job description. Like you got to promote America. Uh, I, I, I can't imagine that President Xi or President Putin are running around their countries, bad-mouthing their countries like this guy does. What, what, I, the handouts and fear, and they're doing it again.
0: Don't your teeth grind when you hear this guy say these things? It's like, oh, my God, who would even want to be here? The fact of the matter is, is people read specifically chapter two and three of the book. They will see that the Democrat Party is the party of anti-Semitism. Always has been. The so-called great Franklin Roosevelt, many of my faith Jews, think he did something for the Jews during the Holocaust. Yeah, he did. He didn't do something for them. He did something to them. His State Department refused to allow Jews to come into this country, even though the numbers were way under the cap at a quota for different ethnicities and faiths and so forth, even though these people were certainly going to face the gas chambers. And they did. And so he kept the numbers low. Congress found out about this not until 1944. And Congress was furious. In 1940, a bill hit uh, FDR's desk that would federally outlaw lynching in every corner of the country. Roosevelt wouldn't sign it. Now, why didn't he sign it? Because he's running for an unprecedented third term and he was concerned he'd lose the South. In 1934, uh, I'm trying to remember when the FHA came into being the New Deal. Uh, this is a New Deal program subsidizing mortgages. People still use it today, but they specifically excluded uh, funding for developments in black communities and communities around black areas. This is the New Deal and Roosevelt, and they circled it in a red pen. That's how we got the line redlining. comes right out of the New Deal. And uh, 1936 Olympics, all the white Olympians are invited to the White House, but they leave out the star, Jesse Owens. And in his biography, Jesse Owens is asked if Hitler snubbed him. He said, Hitler didn't snub me. I never met Hitler. Roosevelt snubbed me. He never even sent me a note, and he excluded me from this meeting. And so he would wind up voting for Roosevelt's opponent. Joe Lewis, uh was very critical of Roosevelt for refusing to sign that lynching bill. So he voted for uh, Thomas Dewey. Uh, the history of Franklin Roosevelt when it comes to blacks, when it comes to Jews, is a horrendous history. And then I go back even further in the 1920s. Uh, when he was in Woodrow Wilson's Navy Department. Now, there was a spectacularly horrendous racist, another Democrat. But Roosevelt wrote things and said, things. this is a young adult. This isn't some punk, you know, some punk kid about Jews, about blacks. And even when he was president, uh, he had a staff hire an anthropologist to do a study, he was curious about the, what he called the admixture and intermixture of Europeans, of of Southern Italians, with Northern Italians. I mean, he he was almost obsessed with this. And of course, he rounded up 120,000 Japanese Americans, 70,000 of whom were American citizens, uh, because, not because of World War II, he never trusted the Japanese. That's what he would say. You cannot mix European and Japanese blood and expect it to turn out well. Mm. That's pretty much what he said. And, of course, it took Ronald Reagan to actually pay, not reparations, but he gave money to the 60,000 survivors, not fourth or fifth generation, but survivors of those internment camps because their homes were taken without reimbursement, their properties were taken, their businesses were taken. And it turns out the Japanese were part of a union in World War II that had some of the most terrible casualties and had some of the greatest heroes So there was no great evidence requiring the rounding up of Japanese Americans. And by the way, he also rounded up some German-Americans and Italian-Americans while he was at it. So can you imagine a Republican president doing any of these things? You know, they talk about Trump the way they talk about him, the way they used to talk about Reagan. I'm telling you, when people finish reading this book, please give it to a Democrat. I'm not talking about a zombie activist, but give it to a Democrat particularly a black American, and say, please read Chapter 2, because I think their entire knowledge base about the Democrat Party is filled with lies.
1: I love it. The Democrat Party hates America. Uh, Think of somebody. You read it, and then you got to pass it on. Mark, we're up against a break. If you don't mind, uh, i got like two more questions for you that I've always wanted to ask you. Can you stick around just for a little bit longer?
0: Well, you're doing me a favor. You bet. Okay. Thank you. We'll be right back with Mark Levin.
1: Hey, uh, I'm sorry, we're all just about out of time Mark Levin, the Democrat Party hates America Please go out and buy it It's amazingly informative and enlightening Mark Levin, in about 30 seconds When did you realize you were a conservative?
0: As soon as I could talk I think <laughs> Honest to God I, uh, My parents laugh You think I'm conservative now You should have seen me when I was 12, 13, 14 years old I've always been conservative. I've always liked liberty and I've always believed in it. I've always done my own thing and gone my own way. You can't do that without liberty.
1: We are so grateful that that, that, that is the path uh, that was designed, I guess, by God for you. Mark Levin, get the book, The Democrat Party Hates America. Thank you, Mr. Great One.